1: Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 49 of the Pokemon Snapshot. Hey Josh, how are you doing tonight?
2: Pretty good, we're at 49. 49. We're almost at 50. I know,
1: 50 will be next week. I cannot wait. I cannot believe we made it to 50. It's exciting.
2: I highly doubt I'm ever going to make it to 50, so if I can reach this 50 milestone, then I'm happy with that.
1: Hopefully Josh, we should, hopefully we're still doing this when we're 50.
2: That is very wishful thinking, not because we wouldn't be able to make it, just because, I mean, my heart's going to give out in my mid-40s. I'm already I'm already certain of it. I mean,
1: it. I did have that pint of ice cream today. <laughs> I ate a cheeseburger for dinner,
2: which is not the worst thing, but then the cheese fries didn't really help.
1: <laughs> um, so, what have you been up to lately? Um...
2: I finished the first Percy Jackson series, so I finished The Last Olympian, which was book five of the first one. Um, I finished the current season of Ted Lasso. The season finale came out yesterday. We're filming this on a Saturday. It came out yesterday on a Friday, and then I binged all the current episodes of the Hulu show Only Murders in the Building, which is also fantastic. So I've been wa- I've been watching a lot more TV this week than I normally do. So. I I got into Only Murders in the Building, and I had to just, I was like, I just need to go ahead and binge this. Oh, and I watched all of uh, Squid Game as well, so I've been watching a lot more TV than I normally do.
1: Yeah, I finished Head Lasso as well. I loved that finale. It was great. Uh, Only Murders in the Building and Squid Game are both shows that are on my list. I think they're, go- you know, they're going to be those shows that when I have a new baby and I'm awake at ungodly hours of the night that I just throw on. <laughs> yeah
2: you probably don't want the first thing your child watches (laughs) or sees or internalizes to be squid game though
1: i will say when uh kairi was a baby i it would be like 5 a.m and i'm sitting with her in the armchair and on my ipad i was watching supernatural so (laughs) Uh
2: no well that's like a cw show so it's not as it's not as bad as squid game squid game is really squid game is really good though
1: yes i definitely do need to watch it though i have been playing some video games surprise there uh, since we are recording on fr- on a Saturday, I can actually talk about the newest game I received yesterday, and that is Metroid Dread.
2: Ooh. Shiny new object, you. Yes. Uh,
1: so, my, here's my background with the Metroid series. I don't have one. <laughs> I've, I've, like, dabbled in it a little bit. I never really got big into it, but I thought, you know, mm-hmm. I want to try this. Uh, I've started really appreciating Metroidvania-type games. And let me Mm -hmm. say, I like this game. It's hard, but there's a difference between being hard and being, you know, so hard that I don't want to play,
2: like Dark Souls. Like
1: Dark Souls, yeah. Unfair. That's the word I'm looking for. Difference between being Mm -hmm. hard and being unfair. So I just got to like technically the fourth boss fight, but two of them are this exact same boss. Just one's a little harder than the other. So the Mm -hmm. third, like, unique boss fight and. I've died a lot on it, but every time I notice, I get a little farther each time. I'm noticing its patterns. It's like a typical 2D shooter. You have to. Mm-hmm. It makes me think a lot of playing games in the 90s. You had to remember the patterns of these bosses, and you just get better every time.
2: Yeah, people say the same thing about like the Soulsborne games, like Dark Souls and Bloodborne. And I just, ne- I just never get better at those games. No matter how much I try, I just never get better. So I feel like I would probably be the same at Metroid Dread.
1: Well, here's the. Th- what I think the difference is between Metroid Dread and, like, a Dark Souls game. In the Dark Souls games, everything is hard and out to get you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Metroid Dread, yes, the bosses are hard, but bosses should be harder than the regular enemies. And... Right. Also, 2D games like that are just kind of my jam, so I'm really enjoying it. So,
2: folks out there, I you probably don't know this about Jeff, um, but this dude is, like, the... He's like a Super Saiyan of 2D platformers. I watched this guy play Super Mario Brothers, and it was like watching a wizard perform spells. I've never seen anyone do something like this. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen anyone do in a video game.
1: Thank you. Um, I guess I'll. that's an honor for you saying that. I do love the Super Mario series. Give me Super Mario World. I can play that anytime. I know all the secrets. It's crazy. So I am really enjoying Metroid Dread, though. And, Very cool. All right, so let's get on to some Pokemon news. So first I have a little bit from Pokemon Legends Arceus. Can't wait. We're only, what, three months from this game? Three and a half months? Something like that. I,
2: so two things about this
1: game. One, Two and a half months. I added an extra month on there. Nice. Um, one, are you sure it's not pronounced Arceus? It's Arceus.
2: I think, one, I think Arceus sounds cooler, so... I'm going to call it Arceus. you can call it whatever you want, whether it's the correct way or not. Second, this is, like, probably the most excited I've been about a Pokemon game, in since Pokemon Yellow, I don't know. Um, yeah. I just like, I like the, the, uh, the concept for it.
1: Yeah, and I don't know how smart it was for them to put it so close to the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes. Mm-hmm because I feel like it's definitely going to overshadow them.
2: Yeah, well, live and learn.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm still getting Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl. I haven't decided which one yet, but if they're not beaten by the time Legends Arceus comes out, I'm not picking them up again. But we did have, and now this came from an article from Kotaku, and if you listen to my most recent episode of the EFG show, I kind of bash Kotaku because Kotaku mm-hmm. gives clickbaity like headlines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they try to be trendy by, I'm going to put a random swear word, it, word in the middle of my headline.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I don't know if you agree with me, Josh, but that's what I think of when I think Kotaku.
2: Oh, no, they're definitely clickbait. For yeah, sure. Uh,
1: on EFG show, I described them like the three worst like, journalism companies out there are Kotaku, BuzzFeed, and ComicBook.com.
2: I don't know anything about ComicBook.com. Um, I feel like BuzzFeed, at least certain sections have had, like, they've actually hired competent journalists. Um, but a lot of it is more slanted towards politics, so, like, their, like, social stuff is gonna be garbage, and their lists and all that stuff.
1: So, Here, I'll I'll just tell you how ComicBook.com titled an article last week. The (laughs) title of the article was, Popular Nintendo Switch Game Gets Delayed. What Nintendo Switch game was coming out this week? Metroid Dread. Mm -hmm. It spent the first paragraph talking all about Metroid Dread, and then it's like, oh yeah, the game Game Beast got delayed from October 8th to October 12th.
2: Game Beasts?
1: Game Beasts.
2: What is that?
1: I I don't remember what the game's <laughs> about, but... It's a game that nobody's gonna play? Well, it got delayed. They got delayed for four days? Yes. But they, talk, <laughs> they started out the article talking about Metroid Dread, and they'll do that in a lot of their articles. Like, try to be trendy with stuff, and then like, oh yeah, this is what this article's about.
2: Dude, I hate the current state of journalism on basically all fronts. Yeah
1: oh, this has nothing to do with video games or, but I was reading an article, it says you know, I like DW, and I was reading an article, it was like, Stephanie McMahon thought this uh, this professional wrestler was gay and I'm like, okay, and I knew I shouldn't have clicked, <laughs> you but knew
2: you were about to fall into a trap, but you, <laughs>
1: but you I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm but curious. you stepped into it anyway Yes, I, I, I go, I'm curious, so I click the article and it does, right away tells you, oh, it's Finn Balor, who you've probably never heard of Never. And then it spends four more paragraphs explaining what Finn Balor is doing in the company right now. I'm like, what's the reason for this? Like, (laughs) what you headlined the article had nothing to do about the only the first sentence of the article. Yeah. But, okay. But back to our Legends Arceus. (laughs)
2: Back on topic.
1: Yeah, back on topic to our Legends Arceus news. So Kotaku had an article, and it said, you know saying that the game is going to be less open-world and more like Monster Hunter with segmented areas. Mm -hmm. Which, before I read their statement, Josh, what do you think about that?
2: Personally, I like... I don't like open-world games as much. I like games that have, like, kind of like the the newest God of War, where there's, like, a big kind of open-world area, but then it leads into more linear sections.
1: Yeah, or even like a game like the Uncharted series where it's just linear. I don't mind.
2: Oh yeah, no, same. I prefer linear games to straight up open world games just because I don't I don't know. I just I like, just tell me a cool story. I'm not in, I don't have that much time to play video games.
1: Yeah. And I'm getting with you too. I mean, I do enjoy, we both enjoyed uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I do enjoy the Grand Theft Auto games, but Mm -hmm. I'm okay just having a linear game too. And you know how Nowadays, there's this argument like, oh, I'm paying $60. It should be, you know, I should get 50, 60 hours out of this, you know? Yeah, more
2: more content, yeah.
1: Yeah, but if a $60 game like Ratchet & Clank, well, I paid 70 because it was for PS5. I mean, we both did. Mm-hmm. If, but it was 12 hours, but it was a really good 12 hours, and it was, I think it was worth the money.
2: Yeah, I had tons of fun playing that game.
1: And I didn't need any more. And sometimes it's like... Like, I'll be honest, I quit playing Ghost of Tsushima because it was just getting too long, and I'm like, I want to get to the next game. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, so after Kotaku put out this article, back on topic again, uh, <laughs> the Pokemon Company actually sent them a statement to Kotaku to kind of elaborate on this. And what the Pokemon Company said is In Pokemon Legends Arca- Arceus, <laughs> uh, Jubilee Village will serve as the base for surveying missions. After receiving an assignment or a request and preparing for their next excursion, players will set out from the village to study one of the various open areas of the Hisui region. After they finish the survey work, players will need to return once more to prepare for their next task. We look forward to sharing more information about exploring the Hisui region soon. So yeah, it very much looks like a Monster Hunter type thing. From the little and bit I've played of Monster Hunter.
2: And I'm fine with it. I yeah. mean, something, something different than the regular Pokemon formula is cool to me.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I can't wait. I'm sure. I'm getting it day one. I don't know about you, Josh. Are you going to get it I'll, day one?
2: I will wait for your review, and then I will probably get it.
1: Okay. so but Dude,
2: I have not played a video game since since I beat that uh, the most recent Ratchet and Clank in mid-June, so... Who knows what I'll be up to then. And I still need to play Mass Effect. I bought that game like two months ago
1: and still haven't even opened it. Boy, being an adult sucks, doesn't it?
2: It's the worst. Kids out there don't ever grow up. Actually, being an adult is like 50% awesome and 50% awful.
1: All right. So let's go on to some quick Pokemon Go news, stuff that's coming up. So... We missed the Pokemon Community Day for Duskull because I had the wrong date down, so that is happening today, October 9th, the day we're recording. Mm -hmm. After you, people will listen to this, so that happened. Uh, Also, (laughs) some raids going on in Pokemon Go. Altered Form Giratina is coming out October 12th to the 22nd. Uh, On October 12th, you will have a Pokemon Spotlight on Ghastly.
2: Ooh, Spooky.
1: And then a an Halloween event will happen from October 15th to the 31st, and it's going to include special costumed Pokemon, mm-hmm. themed research, and Galarian Slowking will debut in the game. Uh, nice. Also, so I'm I'm curious to see what special costume Pokemon they have. I think it was last year or the year before it had a Charmander dressed in a Cubone outfit.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Which. When I looked at that, I looked at Jesse, and I'm like, man, that's really insensitive. And just like, <laughs> what do you mean? I go, Cube, like, you had a Charmander who was wearing, like, the Cubone skull. I'm like, that's Cubone's uh-huh. dead mother.
2: <laughs> it's like Charmander is making fun of the Cubone for having a, for having a dead mom.
1: Yes. So, <laughs> uh, they've also, I think, I still have in my Pokemon Go game a Pichu and a Witch's hat and a Pikachu and a Witch's hat, so... They've done stuff like that as well. Uh, Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot or send us an email at Snapshot at gmail.com. We also Mm -hmm. have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app if you're choosing so other Pokemon fans such as yourselves can find the podcast. And we have a Discord if you would like to join. So far, it's just Josh and I and Kate, our super fan, hanging out by ourselves. Thank you, Kate more people join i'd love to have these conversations um the discord is in the show notes and if it isn't and i've been lying this whole time i'll make sure they're in this week you better
2: not lie to us jeff don't break our listeners trust
1: uh speaking of sending us an email josh we did receive an email
2: this is email number two for us email number two we're moving on
1: up yeah two since josh joined we've received emails before but Uh, He said, Hi, my name is Jimmy. What are your guys' favorite Pokemon?
2: So, mine is Blastoise, and I did not know until recently that, like, do people not like Blastoise? Is that a thing?
1: No, I don't think it's a thing. Where did he hear that?
2: Maybe I saw it on Reddit. I don't know. Maybe I spent too much time on Reddit. Um, But I'm pretty sure people don't like Blastoise. I don't really care. I've always liked Blastoise. I just surf around on Blastoise all day.
1: Uh, my favorites, I can't. I have trouble picking just one, so I'm gonna give you maybe my top three. Of course, it's gonna change, it depends on the, how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. but I would say my top favorite is Gengar. I've always enjoyed Gengar, cool. Uh, and then add in Snorlax and Dragonite to that list, those are nice. probably my top three.
2: Those are solid. I also really like uh, Growlithe just because Growlithe is always cute. I've always liked Eevee. Not even any of its evolutions, just an Eevee, because Eevee's super cute.
1: Yes, I'm all, I am super excited that one of the new Funkos coming out in December is a Dragonite. Very cool. Now they just need to make Gengar and Snorlax, and I'll be happy.
2: I also really like Gyarados, so I tend towards the really cute, small Pokemon, but I also like the enormous, terrifying Pokemon, like a Gyarados.
1: All right, going on to questions. Last week we asked the question, "What is your favorite prehistoric animal?" And we had some, a couple answers. Uh, Kate Davis said a Micropachycephalosaurus. Uh, we headbutting dinosaurs. And then I said, "Man, you're really gonna test me on my pronunciation." So she, <laughs> so she put. Josh can see there in our little notes that she put the like how to pronounce it for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So. A
2: Micropachycephalosaurus. Micro
1: yes, that's kind of fun to say. Then she also said it's also the longest animal name in the world so far. Interesting. So, and then Danny Walker said "Sare-tooth Tiger, and I think it's because of watching the Ice Age movies as a kid. Nice. Both solid choices.
2: I wish I knew what a Micropachycephalosaurus was or looks like, but <laughs> if it's a little tiny little thing that headbutts people... I, kind of, I like it already.
1: All right, Josh, I think it's time to finally get into the episode. So are you ready?
2: I'm not sure if I'm ready, but here we go.
1: All right. So today's episode, we watched a Chansey operation, or in Japanese, it was called Chansey's clinical records, <laughs>
2: which <laughs> it sounds like something Chansey has to turn in in order to graduate med school. <laughs>
1: I, I just picture a Chancy like working the late night shift, and she had holding like one of those clipboards, and she's like going in, switching out all the signs, so so the morning shift can know what's going on. <laughs>
2: she she's not, or it's not really sure if it wants to continue to be a nurse or or continue in med school. Crying really rethink really rethinking <laughs> what she wants to do with her life.
1: She's crying in the supply closet. <laughs>
2: So tired of all the people that won't get the COVID vaccination.
1: (laughs) Uh. All right, this episode aired on June 4th, 1998 in Japan, and on March 6th, 1999 in the United States. All right, Josh, let's get into the episode. Let's get into the Chansey
2: operation. Uh, This episode begins unlike most episodes in that the narrator doesn't give us any clue as to what the episode will be about. Instead, Pikachu is in an apple tree rooting around, but it rolls out of the tree and seems to be sick. Misty rushes to Ash, who, for some reason, is asleep on a park bench, and alerts him to Pikachu's current state. Brock brings Pikachu over, and it is revealed that something is wrong with Pikachu's voice.
1: So, before we go on, I just want to say that it does not surprise me that Ash is one of those pet owners who just doesn't keep an eye on their pet.
2: Oh, not at all. That's the least surprising thing so far. They rush off to take Pikachu to the nearest Pokemon Center, and then the narrator makes his first appearance. He reveals that there is no Pokemon Center near them, so they'll have to go to the next best thing as the title card appears, a Chansey operation.
1: Which, at this point, it makes you think that Pikachu is go- going to be operated on by Chansey. I picture mm-hmm. a Chansey just sewing Pikachu up like that mad scientist Finkelstein, or whatever his name was, in A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I think, it, yeah. Or Finkelstein?
2: i don't know i don't know the only i've never i never saw nightmare before christmas the only exposure i had to it was in the kingdom hearts games so oogie boogie and all that yeah um and also we'll we'll explain why later but the name of this episode is a pretty big like misnomer if you ask me yeah um So instead of going to a Pokemon Center, since there's not one available, they go to a regular hospital, and the doctor, who for some reason had just woken up, uh, agrees to help them after making a pass at Misty, and now Brock has uh, some competition for the Sleazy's character in the show.
1: So you forgot to mention that the doctor actually says that the hospital is closed, Mm -hmm. which sounds horrible since it is a hospital. Since when (laughs) does a hospital close?
2: Only open from 9 to 5.
1: Yeah, we only work bank hours here. If you get sick <laughs> sometime out, no, we're not going to work on you. You're
2: going to have to walk down to
1: Viridian City. Uh, he eventually does let them in because he finds Misty cute. Also, take note that he is a full-grown adult and she is a 10-year-old. Oh, gosh. At least Brock hits on women older than him. And there is an episode, I don't remember where it was, where he, he just right out says that a character is too young for him. Was
2: it the Ditto episode?
1: Was it the Ditto episode? It could have been. been. I think it might have
2: been. I think it might have been the Ditto either, episode.
1: So it might have been with you, or it might have been when he was at Celadon City. But there was a moment where he said a girl was too young for him. So
2: I feel like I, I feel like I remember it. I, I want to say it was the Ditto episode. I could be wrong. Um, the doctor who um uh, the doc has uh, Misty sit on an exam table and is disappointed to find out that the real patient is Pikachu.
1: Yes, because he was really hoping that he would get to do a full medical exam on her. Ugh. Uh, I'm also pretty sure that this doctor is supposed to be based off of George Clooney from when he was on ER.
2: Yep, that would make sense.
1: Uh, it is very, because it is very topical for the time. ER, 98, 97, ER was in its prime, I believe. Uh, though I've never seen ER, I'm guessing, but I'm guessing George Clooney's character did a hit on children.
2: Probably not. I want to say Clooney might have already been off of ER by... By this time, but it it it's it would only have been like a couple years before.
1: Yeah, I just thought the doctor looked kind of like George Clooney. Yeah, at uh, least the, then, from then for sure.
2: The doctor refuses uh, on some sort of ethical grounds that he can only practice human medicine. Uh, but reconsiders after Misty begs for uh for help, to which he responds, he's never been able to quote refuse requests from young girls.
1: Yuck. So. I'm going to ignore his pass at Misty because mm-hmm. we've already talked about how gross that is. Uh, yes. I also think it is unethical for the doctor to work on Pikachu since he is not experienced as a Pokemon doctor. hmm It'd be like me taking my dog to the ER and they wouldn't know what to do.
2: Yeah. Or it'd be like so my wife is a veterinarian. It'd be like <laughs> it'd be like having her like operate on me. <laughs> Like, the only time that would be acceptable is if we were in, like, a post-apocalyptic situation.
1: Yes. And there were ambulances parked outside. Could they just rush Pikachu to the Pokémon Center in one of those?
2: And surely there was a... You, you know how you can transfer Pokémon via the uh uh the transfer system? Couldn't they just yeah. put him in a Pokéball and just zoom him out to, to the nearest Pokémon Center and then go catch up to him?
1: Yeah, you you think... Well, for one, that'd be hard because Pikachu refuses again as Pokeball, but I guess okay, if he fair. but I guess if he loses consciousness, he can't say no <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> the doctor's been having the exact same thought,
1: <laughs> but you think, yeah, those towns that don't have a Pokemon center, they have to have a transfer system of some kind,
2: Mhm, yeah, I don't know. Um, After examining Pikachu, Dr. Brock Turner, uh, this Dr. Brock Turner is not to be confused with with Brock of Team Ash. Brock Turner was the kid, I think, from California who, like, raped a girl and got off because he, quote, had a promising future. Um, So this doctor will now be known as Doc Turner. Uh, doc Turner determines that something is caught in Pikachu's throat, which is basically what uh, Brock had already figured out in the first scene. Uh, and he, in my opinion, human doctors are way less impressive than veterinarians, um, but they get paid like four times as much. Well, uh, doc- if 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 a doctor comes in, or if you go to a doctor and they're like, "Hey, what's wrong?" and you say like, "Oh, my arm got chopped off," or whatever the problem is, or my head has been killing me, then they just prescribe whatever you need. But when you take a dog in to a veterinarian, the veterinarian has to figure it out on their own, because dogs can't talk, except in certain
0: Disney situations.
2: Movies. In certain Disney movies, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that was better than my joke.
1: But also a veterinarian, they have to know more than one species.
2: Yeah, Chelsea knows how to treat uh, eight different species, including reptiles. and. This isn't Harry Potter Snakes Can't Talk. Uh Dr or Tur- er, Doc Turner hits uh Pikachu with 10,000 volts from the defibrillator. And Pikachu regains consciousness. He reaches down his throat and after Pikachu shocks everyone at the table except for Misty, he pulls out a whole uneaten
1: apple. Pikachu, come on. Now yeah,
2: like what, like, "Dude,
1: chew your food. What are you doing?" Uh, so I laughed at the defibrillator scene because when he mm-hmm. puts it on Pikachu, he puts it directly on his face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Does he put it on the little circles on Pikachu's face? Isn't that where like the electricity comes from?
1: But they're so big, it just like covers his whole face. So I think that's what he was going for. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure if I would not have passed my CPR first A class if I tried that, just put it yeah. on the person's face.
2: Right.
1: Uh, I'm going to say with the size of Pikachu, one should go on the back and one should go on the front because mm-hmm. he's about the ch- size of a small child. <laughs>
2: Do you happen to know how many volts they normally hit like a full grown like adult male with a
1: I don't know. With a defibrillator. Can, how many volts is a defibrillator? Okay, Thank hold you on. For spelling it out for us. Well, I'm trying to type it out and my fingers are uh 3000 volts. <laughs>
2: So they, so they hit Pikachu with a little over (laughs) the size of like three Shaquille O'Neal's.
1: Yes. Uh, I mean, I think they say Pikachu is like 10,000 volts. So, uh, and we learned, I think, wasn't it, uh, Kate that told us that volts don't kill. It's the amps you have to worry about.
2: Oh, thanks Kate. We never would have known that. So maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I assume Pikachu absorbed that, though, correct?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. It's just the fact that he put it just right on his face. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Doc Turner
2: berates Ash for letting Pikachu eat the apple hole as if Ash has any sort of control over his Pokemon. We've seen that over and over again. And uh, it's not like he was watching Pikachu anyway. He was asleep on a park bench. Um, Brock says... He may have had a soft sp- the Doctor may have had a soft spot for Misty, but he was really hard on you, talking to Ash. Um, and I can't help but think that line was written deliberately, <laughs> deliberately that way. Uh, Misty calls out Brock for also being creepy with girls, and balance is restored to the universe. Uh, the weird computer phone thing that they have begins to ring the most annoying ringtone of all time. Um, and so let's get a little bit of, of sound to hear
1: what that sounds like here. Okay, so this ringtone. For one, Josh, we talked about this ringtone clear back. I think it's episode two we see this for the first time. So mm-hmm. you weren't on the show yet. But, and I also didn't know how to splice in sound, so we don't, we never put a sound of it
0: mm-hmm.
1: at that time. But, so this. You have to think back to the times. It's 1997 when this episode originally aired in Japan, so mm-hmm. this was like cutting-edge technology. Uh, compu- getting to see the people you were talking to on the computer. Right. So, I, it's funny, I remember watching Pokemon and always being like, oh, that's cool, and like, Josh, that's literally what we're doing right now. I know, <laughs>
2: we are literally zooming right now, looking yeah. at each other.
1: Yes, so... I will say, I don't hate the phone sound as much as you do. I guess it's just a nostalgic sound for me.
2: It's just the ringtone. It's like y'all couldn't have just made it an actual tone instead of some dude repeating the same thing over and over again. Um, it's Nurse Joy on the phone, and she is upset that Team Ash answers since uh, the doc is off-duty and refuses to answer. Uh, my question is, if he's off-duty, why is he still at the hospital? Go to your home. Uh, uh, that would be like all the kids leaving school and then me rolling out a pallet in my classroom and sleeping on the floor. (laughs) You
1: don't do that?
2: (laughs) I'm pretty sure the kids think I do, but no, I do not. I have my own bed at home.
1: And I have my own
2: pallet at home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your own pallet on the milk crates.
2: I have to, I have to sleep in the dog bed with all the other dogs. (laughs) Uh,
1: also how horrible of a person do you have to be to not answer a, a phone call at the hospital?
2: Uh I mean we well, he's already shown the type of person he is. Doc Turner, that is.
1: Yeah, so uh back when we first started this, Tyler and I used to do this running bit of the wall of shame. We've kind of mm-hmm. cut it off. I'm I'm sure he would be like forerunner on the wall of shame right now. Oh yeah. Uh and also I'm still confused at why this hospital is closed. Do you think there would be a receptionist or something? It was pretty and wouldn't it be against the law for Team Ash to answer that phone?
2: I mean, there are a lot of laws being broken. I, I can only imagine there are a lot of laws being broken right now. And even more are about to be broken here shortly.
1: Yes. And them answering the phone like this is just as bad as just walking into people's homes. They're answering... Like, this could have been someone easily panicking in a car wreck or something, and... Mm-hmm. I mean, it.
2: It isn't. it is a car wreck. Um... But I, I can't fault Team Ashes much here because the doctor doesn't answer. So, like, what are they going to do? They don't want the people to die. Um, so Nurse Joy says that there was an accident involving a truck carrying Pokemon. All the Pokemon centers are full and they need lots of help. Uh, at the accident, we see Jesse screaming at James and claiming the wreck was his fault. A chance he runs around carrying various Pokemon on stretchers. And uh, Doc Turner now hits on Nurse Joy, asking if she wants to go out for pizza on Saturday. Uh, This dude has absolutely zero shame. Uh, Brock says he doesn't like this guy because he sounds like he himself does. And if we wanted to psychoanalyze this, uh, I think we could determine that Brock hates himself.
1: (laughs) So this is also a good time to point out that the only time Team Rocket supposedly pull off something competently, it was done off camera.
2: So so is it implied here that they they caused the wreck on purpose?
1: I thought it was implied that they were driving the truck that was wrecked.
2: With full, all the Pokémon in with it. With
1: all the Pokémon in it. And so they did it on purpose? No, they did it on accident. So they competently stole the Pokémon, they just wrecked the truck.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. 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 Cuz they well we'll see what they're what they try to do by the end of the episode, but okay, I see what you're saying. Um Doc Turner gives Team Ash white lab coats, since they don't have enough doctors, uh, as if we needed any more conf- confirmation that he has absolutely zero
1: ethics. I have the exact same note here. Also, do you think he forced Misty to wear the nurse's hat so he could live out his fantasy?
2: A hundred percent. And I'm pretty sure she had, like, a nurse's skirt on, too. Um, Why he has, like, a small girl's nurse's outfit just readily available, I don't want to go down that.
1: And Dark we, and Twisted Hole. We will see in the later episode, Jesse wears later in the episode, Jesse wears the exact same thing. It's just like, no, you are women. You can't be doctors.
2: <sighs> uh so he's sexist, misogynist, and probably a rapist. Yes. Um a distraught cubone comes in, and when Doc Turner says they need To keep the patient calm, Ash does the least calming thing possible and has Bulbasaur use Vine Whip to hold it down. But Misty has more success by talking to the Cubone in a baby voice.
1: So, I understand where Cubone is coming from. I'm the exact same way. When I have to go to the doctor or I just put it off until it becomes an actual issue.
2: Yeah, and so the doctor's actual name in the episode is Dr. Proctor. And so they're basically, whenever I have to go to the proctologist, they're basically going to have to get Bulbasaur to hold me down with Vine Whip because I, I am not. <laughs> so Jeff was taking a drink when I said that, and he nearly spit uh, body armor all over his computer.
1: <laughs> Orange mango flavored. Body armor is delicious, I just must say.
2: Dude, body armor is gross. You don't like I'm it? I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan, no. Um but yeah, once whenever I get to the age in like ten or so years and I have to go to the proctologist, they're gonna have to like chain me to the examination table. <laughs> um Team Rocket is upset because their Pokemon were injured in the wreck as well. So I guess this is what you're saying, the Pokemon that they had stolen. Uh Doc Turner hits on Jesse uh as well, which everyone saw coming. However, this doesn't deter Jesse, who seems totally into the idea of quote, pizza, which I'm pretty sure is code for being tortured in the Good Doctor's basement.
1: That does remind me, I do need to get back to watching the Good Doctor. (laughs) Have you ever seen that show?
2: I always see the commercials, because they come on during The Bachelor, which I watch every episode of The Bachelor. Please, please, please join our Discord so you can make fun of me for it.
1: Yes, I'm gonna be honest, I've been watching Dancing with the Stars, and it comes on every episode there, too, because it's all ABC. Yeah. Uh, But I... Also during this scene, um, there was a comment from James here where he, where he sees Ash in the doctor's coat and he goes, the twerp is an MD? Yeah, that made me
2: laugh too. I'm glad you pointed it out because I forgot to write it down. Yeah, that one was funny. Uh, Ash doesn't understand why Doc Turner would help Team Rocket, but he says that it's his responsibility to help all patients, whether good or bad, which is a real convenient time to remember the Hippocratic Oath.
1: When he literally told them he was too tired earlier.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he's not answering the phone because he's off yeah. duty.
1: Uh, though James did have another good line here where he says, we're bad, not insensitive.
2: <laughs> Chancey rushes in with more injured Pokemon, just as Doc Turner asks Jesse to help them save all the Pokemon.
1: And that's when it fades to the commercial break, so we are going to cut to our Who's That Pokemon segment. Who's That
0: Pokemon?
1: Alright, our Who's That Pokemon for this week is the Pokemon that actually just showed up, but its name is in the title, and that is Chansey, who mm-hmm. in Japanese is called Lucky. Huh.
2: Interesting.
1: <laughs> so, not a great name there. No. Though I always say with these weird Japanese names that are just English words, like that's not a typical word in Japanese, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. It it can make sense. Uh also. I want to point out, and this is going back on the episode, but we're in the Who's That Pegman" segment on Chansey. Chansey shows up. Where did this Chansey come from? If Chansey could show up, why could not Nurse Joy not show up? Right.
2: I, the Chansey was, like, already on the scene of the accident, so I don't really know. Yeah. Um. Also, we're going to talk about this a lot more, but Chansey has almost nothing, like, does almost nothing in this whole episode. And so I I ended up watching. um, I did not watch this episode on Netflix. I watched it on Pokeflix. And it includes the Who's That Pokemon segment. The Who's That Pokemon in this episode isn't even Chansey.
1: Okay, yeah. So starting with the second half of the first season, the Pokemon. Was it Growlithe?
2: It was uh, Arbok.
1: Arbok. Oh, it was a random one. Uh, Mm -hmm. So starting halfway through the first season, they started using Pokemon that weren't in the episode hmm. i don't know why but that which what... seems like
2: an odd choice
1: yeah i don't know why they did that uh i try the hardest just to make it pokemon that has showed up in the episode mm-hmm. because that makes it a little more interesting i think yeah i oh, no, know for sure you made yeah you made the right decision. so pokemon are going to be on our who's that pokemon before a lot of times when it's not the who's that pokemon in the episode but let's talk a little bit about Chansey or Lucky. Uh, it is number one thirteen in the Pokedex. It is a normal type, which I'm really surprised this one didn't become normal fairy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I want to make sure, by nope, it's just a straight normal type. I it's pink. You would assume it would have become fairy type. Right. Uh, it is three foot seven inches tall and weighs seventy six point three pounds, and it is known as the egg Pokemon and then it evolves into Blissey when it's leveled up with high friendship.
2: That must be a later game thing, because I don't know
1: any of this friendship stuff. Uh, it's Generation 2 was Blissey. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh.
2: I guess I just never saw it.
1: Yeah, and Generation 2, I believe there's like a salon you can get your Pokemon's hair cut, and it's supposed to make them happier. Uh, <laughs> Gol- Golbat evolving in a Crobat was the exact same way, and that's a... Also how a lot of the baby Pokemon evolves was with Friendship.
2: God, that doesn't make any sense to me, getting their haircut to make them happy, because every time my dad would make <laughs> me get a haircut, I would just get really, really mad about it, because I wanted to grow my hair out so I could flip it over like... Well, the, I was before Bieber's time, but wanted, it's essentially the same you, principle.
1: You wanted to be one of the cool kids?
2: I wanted to be Bieber before Bieber was Bieber.
1: <laughs> All right, so some origin about Chansey. Its name, Chansey, is a corruption of chance and Chansey. It may refer to Chansey's rarity and or the chance of a successful catch. Its Japanese name origin, Lucky, is literally Lucky for the same possible reason. And then what is Chansey based off of? Chansey's tendency to carry eggs in a pouch is very reminiscent of a monotreme or a marsupial, but it may also simply be based on a general concept of females in motherhood. As the Pokedex mentioned, it's frequent laying of nutritious eggs. Chansey may also be based on chickens or other poultry, and its ears give it the semblance of an axolotl.
2: It's weird that it says it's, it's based on the general concept of females and motherhood, because if there's one thing that female humans are known for, it's laying eggs. <laughs> and, <laughs> and babies hatching out of eggs.
1: Is that not what happens?
2: But, I mean, even, but, <laughs> I mean, don't ask me. I don't have any children.
1: I was getting Jesse's nest already.
2: <laughs> but even still, like, animals that have babies, like, if any of those babies don't make it, they eat those things. <laughs> there's, no, there's no motherhood there. They, they devour the placenta, and then they eat all the, like, dead puppies or whatever it is.
1: Uh, also with this, with its ears, I just want to say axolotl is, like, one of my favorite animals to say. It sounds cool.
2: I also never thought I'd be talking about placentas on this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Chansey. Thanks, Chansey. All right, You've Chansey's biology. Us. Chansey is a pink ovoid Pokemon with stubby arms and dark pink feet. It has tiny eyes and three hair-like growths on each side of its head. The tufts of hair have, pink, uh, have dark pink tips. On the center of its belly is a dark pink pouch that contains a single white egg. The egg is said to be very nutritious and it lays several new ones every day. Finally, it has a short tail. Chansey is a female-only species with no male counterpart.
2: Wait, so when the the eggs hatch, does it hatch a chansey?
1: Yes, I assume so.
2: I mean I kinda it's not that weird to eat them. It says it's very nutritious, because I mean we eat chicken eggs and stuff like that, but it feels a little bit different. <laughs> Eating a Pokemon. Well, beca- than eating.
1: Yeah, because a chicken. We've egg. talked about before. Pokemon seem smarter than average humans. Yeah. Or
2: average animals, you mean? Well, probably average <laughs> humans too. So.
1: Average animals, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Continuing on. Both. <laughs> a kind-hearted Pokemon, Chansey, will share its egg with injured people and Pokemon. This is the basis for its signature move, Soft Boiled. The eggs become more delicious if Chansey is raised with love and care. Chansey's egg is used as a high-class cooking ingredient due to the nutrition it has. Due to its eggs being over-harvested, Chansey is extremely rare in the wild and is said to bring good luck and happiness to those who manage to catch it. Fleeing from those seeking its eggs has made this once-slow species much quicker on its feet than in the past. It is more commonly found in urban settings. Chansey is the only Pokemon capable of using the Lucky Punch item.
2: The only thing reading this makes me want to do is make an omelette.
1: Make an omelette out of Chansey eggs.
2: A Chansey (laughs) omelette. It's also funny that it calls it a kind-hearted Pokemon when later in the episode we see it just like just slapping the absolute crap out of Meowth. (laughs) Uh,
1: So some Pokedex entries on Chansey. Red and Blue says, a rare and elusive Pokemon that is said to bring happiness to those who manage to get it. A Pokemon Yellow says, a gentle and kind-hearted Pokemon that shares its nutritious egg if it sees an injured Pokemon. So it, just imagine this. It's a a Chansey is walking along, sees like a Pidgey laying on the ground, and he goes, here, eat my baby.
2: <laughs> Enjoy it. It tastes great with a little bit of salsa.
1: You'll feel better in the morning. <laughs> Uh, Pokemon Gold says it walks carefully to prevent its egg from breaking, however, it is extremely fast at running away. <laughs> Pokemon Crystal says people try to catch it for its extremely nutritious eggs, but it is re- but it rarely can be found. Uh, And I will say, Chansey, I have kind of a soft spot for Chansey. I don't remember what game it was. It might have been Diamond and Pearl. I had a Blissey on my team and that thing could wreck things.
2: <laughs> I always like I always like Chansey and uh, the Super Smash Brothers because it would throw out those eggs.
1: And it heals you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire says, Chansey lays nutritionally excellent eggs on an everyday basis. The eggs are so delicious that they are easily and eagerly devoured by even those people who have lost their appetite.
2: Uh, I need to get my hands on one of these (laughs) eggs, dude.
1: Pokemon Diamond says, it is said to deliver happiness. Being compassionate, it shares its eggs with injured people. Uh, Pokemon Pearl says it lays several eggs a day and won't share them with those who have evil in their hearts. How can it tell? It's a Pokemon. I mean, it I can just picture someone there on the verge of dying and Chansey goes, oh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and it just walks, walks away or just Ch- one person in a group like. Imagine a group just falls down a mountain and Uh Chansey shows up and it's giving people eggs and this one person, it just walks away because it noticed the evil in that person's heart.
2: Chansey giveth and Chansey taketh away.
1: Uh, Pokemon Sun says, the eggs laid by Chansey are rich in nutrients and a favorite food of many Pokemon. Pokemon Moon says, not only are these Pokemon fast runners, they're also few in number, so anyone who finds one must be lucky indeed. Uh, Ultra Sun says, it seems that other Pokemon's efforts to take its delicious, nutritious eggs away from it caused Chansey to get faster at fleeing. And then Ultra Moon says, because the eggs on their bellies have been overharvested by people in the past, the Chansey population remains very small. So, and then some trivia about Chansey. In the Pokemon Red and Blue beta, Chansey was originally known as Lucky, which also having to be its romanized Japanese name. Hmm. So. That is our Who's That Pokemon segment on Chansey. Who's That Pokemon?
2: Back in the episode, Meowth has lost its charm uh, that sits in the middle of its forehead, so Chansey brings several things to try and replace it, including a bowl of rice, a Venonat, and a whole police station. So I guess Chansey, in addition to having delicious eggs, is also extremely strong. Unfortunately, none of those work, but props to Chansey for trying. When Meowth continues to complain, Chansey decides to double-sight Meowth into the next episode.
1: (laughs) So, I'm going to explain this joke because, as usual, it is untranslatable from the Japanese version. And I Mm -hmm. do want to give the writers props for trying here. Mm -hmm. So, in in Japanese, the Japanese word for charm is koban. Or koban. Yeah, we're going to say koban. So, I'm going to go through this gag scene by scene. So Meowth is running around saying, somebody help me find my charm. I'll pay any price. Okay. Chansey brings a bowl of steamed rice, which is Gohan.
0: Oh. And then
1: he goes, I said price, not rice. Chansey brings a go board, which is known as Goban. Oh. And then Meowth goes, I don't want to play. Find my charm, please. And then Chansey brings a police substation, which is Koban. <laughs> And then Officer Ginny inside <laughs> who pops out and asks, did someone call the police?
2: So that's actually super clever. It didn't translate very well, but it was clever in the original Japanese.
1: No, Yeah, it, it is definitely clever in the original Japanese. And um, that's why I say, I give the writers props for trying. They could have cut this whole scene out, but I think this scene added some good humor to it, so they found a way around it.
2: What about the Venonat?
1: Oh, I didn't copy that down, but I do remember. Then the Venonite is Conpain, uh okay. So, close to Koban again. Okay, cool. Um,
2: I thought part of it was... I'm pretty sure one of Chansey's attacks in the games is Double Slap, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. Um, yes. Okay, yeah. So, one of its attacks is Double Slap, and so it's just here slapping Meowth over and over again. I thought that was part of it, which it... Very well could have been, but all those jokes in the Japanese are pretty good. I like that. Uh, James and Brock work on saving a pincer's horn, while Jesse and Misty pull a Voltorb out of a weeping bell. I don't want to know how I got there. Uh, I always like when Team Ash and Team Rocket are forced to work together. Uh, The heroes and villains being forced to work together has always been one of my favorite tropes in uh, TV shows and movies.
1: Yeah, I feel like it makes a much more interesting episode when they have to work together. It also Agreed. it also does help you feel more sympathetic for Team Rocket.
2: Yeah, they become more like frenemies than
1: yeah. outright enemies. And really, they are just kind of frenemies. Like, I think we'll see in later episodes and when we get to movies and stuff, like, Team Rocket has, you know, they kind of respect Ash and friends.
2: Mm-hmm. When Doc Turner tries to give... Uh, a Dodrio, a sedative. It accident. He accidentally injects himself with it. So basically, Doc Turner roofied himself.
1: So this scene was cut from the kids WB version. It just froze on the needle flying through the air, and it never shows the penetration.
2: Phrasing, Jeff. Yep. Um. When uh, the doc passes out, Ash takes things into his own hands, which basically entails using his Pokemon to weaken the do- Dodrio and then trying to capture it. I'm honestly not sure who is more unethical at this hospital, Ash or the doctor.
1: So I'm watching this episode, okay, and during this scene, Jesse came into the room, and your wife Jesse, my wife Jesse, not Jesse from Team Rocket. Uh, <laughs> and I mentioned how this is not very ethical, like, and she's agreeing with me. But Jesse then told me about a podcast she was listening to where they were talking about nurses in Ukraine and they're actually allowed to punch unruly patients.
2: What?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Remind me to never get sick in Ukraine.
1: So, so I guess if he was in Ukraine, Ash was perfectly ethical with what he did to Dodrio.
2: Hmm. Well, fair enough. Uh, after a brief montage of Team Ash helping lots of Pokemon, Team Rocket decides that all the Pokemon are weak enough for them to capture. Team Rocket sends a bunch of stretchers flying towards Team Ash, which capture them in a move they dub the Stretcher Catcher. And I give that, like... 7.5 out of 10 the name uh before, te- before team rocket can deal the final blow f- with a comically oversized syringe chancy steps in between team rocket and team ash team rocket sends out their pokemon to attack the chancy but uh arbok and um oh i'm blanking i didn't have this Weezing. written down Weezing. thank you lord uh but arbok and wheezing won't attack since the chancy was the one that cared for them when they were injured
1: So, yeah, so this shows that sometimes the Pokemon are more ethical than the humans. Uh, Mm -hmm. But this does bring us back to the episode Island of the Giant Pokemon, which is one of my favorite episodes of the whole anime. It's the one where they get washed up on the Pokemon theme park. And it has the subtitles because the Pokemon are by themselves, so it shows what the Pokemon are actually saying. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I remember listening to when you and Tyler did this episode.
1: Yeah, and in, there, in that episode, Weezing and Arbok, while well, actually they were coughing and Ekans at the time, said, There is no such thing as a bad Pokemon, only trainers who make them do bad things.
2: Mm. I like that uh jesse not your wife the jesse of team rocket throws a bottle of medicine at doc turner but he slices it in half in midair so
1: during this scene dr proctor or doc turner he opens up his jacket and there are beakers syringes and medicine bottles i mean he's definitely been stealing from the hospital's medicine supplies
2: (laughs) it's like uh in that scene in the matrix where neo opens up his uh his uh what are those jackets called my brain's not working tonight dude Trench coats. Trench coat. He opens up his trench coat and it's like got guns and stuff in it. Um, that's basically what it was like, except it was all medical supplies. Uh, Chansey sets Team Ash free and the stretchers chase Team Rocket right out of the hospital. Outside, Team Rocket is upset that they didn't get any Pokemon, but James reveals he did manage to grab one the Voltorb. It explodes and sends Team Rocket blasting off. When they fall to the ground, Meowth lands on its head, and its charm, which had been embedded into its skull, comes back
1: into place. So, I'm gonna say another thing Jesse said, so I'm not gonna take credit for this. She made a point that you never actually see, like, the sleeping medicine enter Dr. Proctor. As you see the syringe poke him, but you never Mm -hmm. see, like, the part that puts the medicine in actually go (laughs) down. So I'm pretty sure he was faking it the whole time, and he just used (laughs) it as a reason to take a nap.
2: Oh no, I've been i've been given a sedative (laughs) i need to go lie down on my four poster bed i'll see you in about four and a half hours he
1: he said six hours so
2: i'll see you in about six hours
1: because then it definitely hasn't been six hours when he woke up
2: Mm -hmm. he he just had to he had to get up to brag about all the medical supplies that he's stolen <laughs> <laughs> to o- To openly brag about it, uh Doc Turner invites Team Ash to stay and become residents at the hospital, but they all refuse and head back out on their journey. Um, and that's where the episode ends.
1: So, what did you think of this episode?
2: I like the episode. I thought it was super strange that they named the episode after Chancey, when Chancey basically serves no important role. Like the Chancey does run around and help but like the chancy is not integral to the to the plot line at all it's
1: because she's out checking all those clinical
2: records i guess uh i guess she's trying to i guess she's trying to get all of her hours documented so she can get out of this hospital with this guy and she can move on to somewhere better
1: yeah he probably hits on her too no oh, probably uh but yeah f- it was definitely a filler episode but i enjoyed it yeah it was still good i thought it was a good episode i I think I tend to enjoy the episodes that have more, like, have a variety of Pokemon, and you get to see the different Pokemon interact with each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. So. It's just
2: it's just weird that they named it after Chansey when it had nothing to do, it had very little to do with Chansey.
1: Also, something we didn't mention in the episode, but it seemed like... You could definitely tell Dr. Proctor was not a Pokemon center person, or I don't know if they call him vets there, because every time he tried to help someone, he wanted to use super glue. Oh yeah. He like super glue the <laughs> pincer's horns together, then he super glued yeah. Eradicate's teeth. <laughs>
2: It's like the only thing he has. It's because he's used all the medical supplies. Like he's taken all the Vicodin and stuff. So uh, all he has left is just like the super glue he found in the custodian's closet.
1: So, but yeah, besides Dr. Proctor being just a horrible person, this was a good episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So our question for this week is what is the worst or dumbest injury you have ever had?
2: I know what yours is, because it happened when we both lived in Kansas.
1: Oh, I, I had a... Yeah, that's not a good story, though. I have a better story. It's a pretty good story, though. I mean, I could tell <laughs> I, both of them.
2: The question is the dumbest injury you've ever had, and I'm pretty sure this fits the bill.
1: Okay, you want me to go first, then? Yeah, yes, I do. All right, well, I guess... I'll, I'll just tell the whole story. I woke up... So at this time, I was living by myself, and at the time, I was dating Jesse about a month. So, we've only been dating a month at this time and I woke up and I'm like, "Ow, my foot really hurts." And so, you know, I've you've woken up with like a sore ankle before. I think it's just a charley horse or something.
0: Mhm.
1: Like, "Oh, so I'm like, oh, well, I need to go to the bathroom. I'm going to walk to I'm going to go back As I I so I get out of bed, I'm like hobbling and I'm like, "Ow, this really hurts." Mhm. Um uh, and I go to the bathroom and I go, okay, oh man, this is like the worst Charlie horse I've ever had. <laughs> so I do lay down and I kind of sleep about thirty more minutes, but I'm like, no, my foot really hurts. So I hobble from my bedroom to my living room, which wasn't very far, and I sit down. I turn on my light. It's like five thirty in the morning, and I look at my ankle, and it is about the size of a softball. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, I have somehow sprained my ankle in my sleep
2: so i'm not sure if this is what happened but but my explanation for it is you you i'm pretty sure don't you like twist a lot in your sleep
1: i do move a lot
2: we can we can unpack how i know that in another episode (laughs) but um (laughs) but um i'm pretty sure you just come on josh we bed. We have shared a bed in a hotel. We've, we we've shared more than that, Jeff. <laughs> I've whispered sweet nothings in your ear <laughs> to help you fall asleep. Um, but my my, what I think happened is you just twisted, rolled around in your sleep, and your sheets got wrapped around your ankle that's, until you tried to you tried to twist, and it just
1: that's what your ankle. I'm guessing happened too. Uh, <laughs> so you do want to hear the best part of the story afterwards? Yes. So. I'm, as I said, I'm sitting in my chair, and by this time it's like six in the morning, and I'm there mm-hmm. thinking, my first thought was, oh, I'll call Josh, but then I go, oh, no, he won't wake up to me calling him.
2: <laughs> yeah, if it was six in the morning, I would not have been up for a prob- If it was on a weekend, I probably wouldn't have been up for a solid, like, five to six yeah, more hours. And I
1: know back then when Josh was <laughs> asleep, he slept hard. Mm-hmm. So there was no way getting hold of him. Like, I knew on a weekend, I didn't talk to Josh till afternoon. <laughs> Which is funny hindsight now because we've had text conversations at like six thirty seven in the morning.
2: Oh yeah. Again, being an adult sucks.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah. So I'm like, well, so my only other option was my new girlfriend Jessie. <laughs> and so I called her and I go, I need you to come to my apartment. And she goes, why? You know, she's kind of worried because it's you know by this time like six fifteen in the morning. I go, I think I sprained my ankle. and so she goes okay i'll be there so i'm sitting there and i think crap how my apartment was set up was you entered in on the first floor and then there was immediate stairs Mm -hmm. so i'm like you were not getting
2: around those stairs
1: yeah so i'm like oh my door is locked so i like butt scooted down the (laughs) stairs unlocked it and then i'm sitting there and i'm like and it was November, and I'm like, man, it's cold down here.
2: <laughs> you had to slide down on that awful orange shag carpet that they had in yes, your apartment. Yes.
1: <laughs> so then I had to butt scoot back up the stairs. <laughs> so Jessie did pick me up in her pink Chevy Spark. Nice. And took me to the hospital. And it gets even better because... Then the nurse is like messing with my ankle and she goes, "Man, your your heart rate's up really high." And she goes, "Oh, well, I guess you're in pain." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Yes.
2: And 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 this was the day that Jessie got a glimpse into what the rest of her life would be like.
1: Yes. Uh, had to walk on crutches. Um, let's just say I am not adept at walking on crutches. I remember walking into our job that Monday morning because I still had to be. I was on crutches for what a week,
0: or uh, or at remember. least a few
1: days, a couple days. Yeah. And so I got really good at teaching in my classroom on my rolly chair,
2: <laughs> rolling yourself around. Yes. You you had to be on those crutches until you learned how to sleep properly again.
1: Yes. All right, Josh. Do you have an answer to this?
2: i thought you had another story that you wanted to tell and see you did you didn't want to tell that story i the i broke my wrist in um the eighth grade because there was a guy that (laughs) you there was a guy that used to bully me and he was like giving me a hard time in the locker room so he goes to pick me up by my ankles (laughs) and he picks me up by my ankles because i was a pretty well by eighth grade i was like kind of a little chunky guy but he picks me up by the ankles, I try to grab the lockers, but it's just like the flat front of the lockers, and so I have nothing to grab onto, and he backs up and pulls away, and I fall and land on my wrist, and uh, it, I just hear like a, oh. and I knew that I had broken my wrist. Um, but that dude felt really bad about it, and then he had, a, he had a redemption arc, it was okay.
1: Well, well, that's good, at least yours had a redemption arc. Uh, my, my bed had a redemption arc, too. <laughs> Uh, do you want to hear my other story? Yes, I do. Please. So my other stupid injury, and I can hold up. I have a. You see the scar on my finger? Yep. It's that one. Um, uh, I have a nice scar on my finger. It was the summer of 2008 because it was the summer after my freshman year of college.
2: Mm-hmm. That was the summer after I graduated high school.
1: I I was working. Uh, let's see. I was working as the head cook at a nursing home. I hated the job, like completely (laughs) hated it. That's not why I have the injury, but this may have (laughs) caused me hating the job. So on the menu were hamburger patties. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if whoever, if they took the hamburger patties and they defrosted and someone put in, but they were like frozen together. Okay. So stupid 20 year old me thought, well, I'm going to have to get these apart. So I grabbed the serrated knife. Mm -hmm. Don't do this, kids don't separate frozen hamburger patties with a knife.
2: That sounds like a terrible idea. So
1: I'm like trying to saw away. And the next thing I know, I nick my finger and I'm like, Mm. ow, that hurt.
2: Did you, did you plead all over the frozen patties?
1: So I look at my hand and there's just blood running down my arm. (laughs) And so granted, remember I'm in a nursing home. So there are nurses on staff. (laughs) Uh, And so I'm like panicking at this point. I grab the paper towels next to me. I put them over this. I go out to the dining area where my boss's office is. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's not there. And a CNA comes around the corner and I just show them my finger. I go, I need help. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, oh my. She brought me to the nurses. They patched me up. I had to call my mom. She goes, I go, mom, can you come and get me? She goes, why? You drove to work. I go, yes, but I'm not allowed to drive right now, and I need someone to take me to the hospital. <laughs>
2: and then, I'm sure your mom
1: took that very well. Yes, I go. Don't worry, I just cut my finger. They need to put stitches in me. Um, they need to reattach my. my it's finger. the only time I've ever had to take work. Oh no, that's the. F- I guess the first, the first time I had to take workmen's comp, but. Yeah. uh so don't do that. They actually told me afterwards that it literally looked like someone died in the kitchen, and they had to clean it up. <laughs> Oof.
2: I did cut my finger one time trying to cut a pineapple.
1: Did it bleed all over?
2: Yeah. I mean, the pineapple was fine. I don't mind a little bit of a blood taste with my pineapple.
1: <laughs> all right. So those, those are our stories for our dumbest injuries we've had. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot or send us an email at Snapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listing app if you're choosing, so other Pokemon fans such as yourself can find the podcast. All right, Josh, do you have anything else to add? I
2: don't think so. Also, uh, join us on Discord.
1: Yes, join us on Discord. Discord.
2: We'd love to to chat with you. Come join us and Kate. Kate. Shout out to Kate.
1: And we're... We get more people in there. We'll be pretty active. We'll be talking with you guys. It'll be fun. Uh, So, please join us next week when we will be watching Holy Matrimony.